This is my first time at the Celebration of Generosity, and it's such an honor to be here. My husband and I have been so inspired by the testimonies we've watched from previous years, and it feels like we know some of you. And we're so excited to meet all of you. My journey of generosity coincided with my faith journey. As background, I did not grow up in a Christian family. I had Christian relatives growing up, so as a little kid, I thought I knew what this Jesus guy was all about. And I decided that he wasn't very relevant or useful in my life. But fast forward to 2014, I was 26 at the time, and I had just lost my best friend to breast cancer after a five-year struggle. This came shortly after I lost my mom to breast cancer when I was in college. When my mom was sick, uh, she went through about 20 different rounds of chemo, but very few people knew about it because she wanted to come off as strong and didn't want to be seen as weak and vulnerable. And I think I carried that with me when I was grieving her. I often didn't let people in, and I often felt very isolated and alone. But I think God used those moments to force me to confront what I truly believed. And I had this burning desire to know him. I started to spend all of my free time reading C.S. Lewis and Tim Keller. And good friends of mine in New York encouraged me to check out Redeemer Presbyterian Church. It was there I joined a seekers group, which is essentially a Bible study for non-believers. My particular group was led by a woman named April Tam. April not only helped me discover my relationship with God, but she was my first real introduction to living out your faith by giving generously. We grew very close, and she wound up inviting me to her bachelorette weekend in Atlantic City before she married Graham. Turns out her bachelorette was a journey of generosity. <laughs> Before the weekend, I had no idea what to expect. April had gone on and on about how her first jog changed her life, and I was interested in the idea of generosity, but I was pretty skeptical at first. I wasn't sure if this would be a program where I would be guilted into giving money to some random organization I didn't know about. But when the weekend started, I quickly realized that wasn't the case. For those of you who haven't been to a jog before, I would define it as a safe space for people to really meditate on the biblical message of generosity. We spend our weekend in scripture watching these incredibly inspiring videos of Christians living out their faith by giving their money away. And also we spend time in prayer and in small group really reconciling what we've just learned. And it was at this first jog where I confronted my very contradictory relationship with money. Growing up, my father was an avid investor in the stock market. The day I was born, he opened a brokerage account under my name. Most of my conversations with my dad growing up were around the magic of interest and how you use money to make more money. On the other end of the spectrum was my mother. She was fabulous and adored beautiful things. And through them, I developed a love of fashion and the arts. And for me, my identity was rooted in the things I owned and what I looked like. And it was my most important mode of self-expression. So I've never had a problem spending money on luxurious things. But my dad's voice was always in the back of my head, reminding me that if I wanted to have money, I needed to earn it and invest it. There was never any discussion around giving our money away. As John mentioned, I went to NYU and decided to major in the most lucrative field possible on day one, which was finance. My first job out of school was in investment banking, and it wasn't a fit. 
I found the job incredibly stressful, and because I had worked such long, hard hours, I thought that every dollar I made, I deserved to spend as I saw fit. But the job completely reoriented that thinking for me. I realized that all the things that I thought I had earned for myself were actually a gift from God, including the career I had worked so hard for. After that jog, I remember going in my little budget spreadsheet, trying to optimize how much I could make so I could give more instead of spending on myself. And all the habits I'd built over the years of living in New York, such as going to fancy restaurants or planning a vacation for myself, I started to realize that that money could mean so much to someone else. I still had the ambition to earn, but this time around it was so I could give more. I also knew I wanted to make a career switch, so I decided to apply to business school, and I was accepted into Kellogg for the fall of 2015. About a few months before I started at Kellogg, my dad had a stroke. He was in a coma for three months, and when our doctors told us that he would never recover, my sister and I had to make the decision to take him off life support. Dating was the last thing on my mind, but of course, God had different plans. And it was during this time I met my husband, Eugene. We were both volunteering for our church. And the first time we really spoke, I had learned that we had shared such crazy life experiences. And afterwards, I had dinner with a girlfriend, and I remember saying to her, I think I just met my husband. The only complication was <laughs> that he seemed to be into really nice things. He loved throwing big parties, and wine is one of his life's greatest passions. And so I didn't know if he'd be into the idea of generosity. On one of our very early dates, I shared my jog experience with him. And I told him that if we were gonna get married, that generosity would have to be a part of our lives. <laughs> I think he was still trying to court me at the time, and so he seemed interested enough in the idea. <laughs> But I could tell the wheels were spinning in his head, and he wasn't sure how to make the math work, giving money away while living in the middle of New York City. And to be fair, I was not fully equipped to effectively share what I had learned on that first jog. And so I prayed for an opportunity for us to attend jog as a couple. Seven months after we first met, we were engaged. But we still didn't know how to think about giving our money away as a couple. My prayers were soon answered when Generous Giving reached out and they offered to host a jog on campus. It was the perfect opportunity for Eugene and I to dive into this material together. But I was so nervous. I didn't know how he'd respond to this material. And I remember on the first day, we were watching these inspiring videos I had seen at least 10 times, and I kept turning to him to gauge his reaction. Does he like this? Does he think it's weird? I couldn't tell. But during our reflection time on the first day, we had just been in prayer, and he turned to me and said, I think I should give part of my equity away when it vests. And that to me was huge. Living in Silicon Valley, your equity is truly a measure of your self-worth. And so the idea of him even thinking about giving it away was more than I could have hoped for. And so that jog really set the stage for us to think about giving as the forefront of our financial discussions. I've been in business school for two years, so we haven't been able to give in huge ways, but in the small ways we've been able to give have been incredibly rewarding. Eugene and I got married about five weeks ago, and <laughs> thank you. In lieu of a traditional wedding registry, we decided to give have a giving fund. Half the proceeds went to the nonprofit where we met in New York, and the other half went to an organization that supports refugees. 
We were really excited about this opportunity to ground our marriage in something outside of ourselves, but the reaction we got from friends and family was a little mixed. Um, some of our friends were excited. Others were very confused. They couldn't fathom the idea of giving up something as important as a wedding registry, and they thought it was shocking. But overall, we are so happy about the idea of give, having a wedding fund. It's so easy to make your wedding all about yourself and your needs and your perfect day. And so this helped us focus on what truly mattered, which was marrying your soulmate. It also opened the door to conversations with some of our friends, most of them non-believers, about having a giving fund at their upcoming weddings later this year. <laughs> but to be clear, Eugene and I are clearly in the very early stages of our journey. We still struggle with our natural love of comfort and luxury, and we often wonder how we're gonna make this work because we will be in San Francisco starting in June. And we recently purchased our first condo, which is a thousand square foot, two bedroom, two bath in the middle of the city. And so it's not the largest home by anyone's standards, but we're still hopeful that we can use it in service of others, whether it be by hosting weekly Bible studies or by taking on a roommate so we have more room in our budget to give to others. During our wedding last month, we both vowed to put Christ first. And we hope that by putting generosity at the center of our marriage, we'll be able to follow Christ's footsteps ever more closely. Thank you.